0: Log Talk Radio. Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to another Friday night with John One, your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Yo, yo, Kettle. Where is Kettle? Oh, there she is. Hello. Yeah. What's going on? You got it. What's going on with you? What's up, Red Wine?
2: Oh, you know. Everything hey, is cool. Hey, what's happening? Bonsoir. What
1: everything is cool. <laughs> and Red Wines here, by the way. Here, yeah, by the way. Okay.
2: All right. Yeah. I thought I'd hang out with you guys tonight, you know. Oh, thank you. Thank Something you. to do. Oh, Was good with you. It. Not for two
3: months. Just trying to enjoy this hot weather. It's one of the hottest days today. We went almost to ninety
2: today.
1: Wow, nine zero, huh? Yeah. Nine zero.
2: Yeah. And I've been working so hard, I haven't been able to enjoy the weather. I'm gonna try to get out tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Oh, boy. So where are we tonight, Papa Didi? What you got for us at the top of the hour?
1: Well, it looks like we got something on this uh, Title 42.
2: Ah, immigration. Which is
1: something, yeah, where people couldn't, uh, what was it, they couldn't apply for anything because of the COVID situation? That gave them a legitimate reason to keep people out or something to that effect? I think so. And then... Uh, but that's gonna expire soon.
2: That expired yesterday.
1: Yeah, yesterday at midnight. Midnight.
2: Mhm.
1: On May eleventh, which was uh Today's the eleven in my No,
2: today's the twelfth.
1: Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me.
2: Yeah, today's Friday. I Hello. didn't
1: actually I didn't actually ask Alexa. She's the one that told me what days it is. <laughs> okay, because the national uh, COVID nineteen uh, public health emergency has expired and laid one of the legal uh, underpinnings of the policy. Since it was enhanced by Trump's administration in March of 2020, Title 42 has allowed the U.S. to expel migrants over 2.7 million times from the southern border, according to official government figures. Okay. Wow. Until the spring of 2022, the U.S. government argued that Title 42 was needed to contain the uh Control of the uh, coronavirus. All right, mm-hmm. public health officials they uh, said. But in April 2022, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention said that there is no public health bias to continue expelling migrants, and announcing that will be phasing out Title 42, which happened yesterday. Mm. So it remained in effect in April. They kind of you know judges, federal judge in Louisiana agreed to the request that. Republican-led state to block the policy, terminating the policy. So they held it over. But it ended last night. Wow. So which means now that um, they can't just kick out people arbitrarily for not for coming in because of quote-unquote COVID and things like that. So people, even the foreigners knew when it expired.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, they knew the calendar date. So they said that on the 11th of... Uh, May at midnight. They had like seventy two thousand people lined up at the gates of different Good borders. Gracious.
2: So now it I guess it means that they gotta go back to whatever was in place.
1: The process. You know, now yeah, you Yeah, it
2: was another title number, eight, nine, something like that. So now you gotta, you know, put in the application to request, you know, being able to get in, but how, I mean, how are they going to process all this stuff? Because there's, like, the last number I saw, they said just in one day, it was, like, 11,000 people trying to get in, trying to get across the border. I just think, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't ask the question yet, but I was going to say what I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, what do you think about this uh, 42 ending and people lining up to come in America and uh... – What's your take on it? Go easy on them, you know. They're people.
2: Oh, I don't have any issue with them. My issue is with the the way that this is being handled. I go back to when Trump was in, in uh, the White House and the way that they came up with this cockamamie plan to separate the children from the parents. And then they had to go back, what, after the fact, trying to reunite the kids with the parents, and they were struggling because they didn't have proper documentation on the parents in the first place, and then if they got through the system and ended up somewhere in America but the kids were being held, now they can't even find where they are because they never even had the paperwork to keep track of where are the parents going if you allow them to stay, but you've kept the kids. I don't even understand what that was about. Why would you separate young kids from their parents? If you're going to let them stay, then the kids should stay by default. If you're going to send them back, then you should send the kids back by default with their parents. That whole separation thing was just ridiculous. I'm wondering now to this day, did they ever finally reunite everybody? Because that was an ongoing struggle. I think they just start reporting on it because I think it's, I think, that's just my opinion, I don't know for a fact, I think it's still some kids Separated from their parents. So I just think this whole immigration thing is out of control. Those people uh, in the border states, like the governor, uh, what's his name in Texas? Abbott. Uh, Abbott. That whole bullcrap scheme of sending busloads of people to the vice president's home and up to New York and all this kind of stuff without a plan in place, you know, they would just he was just flexing. I think the problem is that the immigration policy is terribly broken, and our government needs to do better. And I'll leave it at that. Hmm. What's your take, Kettle?
3: Uh, I just don't like the fact that um, I'm not sure if this is part of, you know, uh, the question. But how are they able to send these immigrants here on a bus and put them in front of the? Uh, Vice President Trump, I mean, what is going on with that? I I just can't get with that, and they shouldn't be allowed to do that. But on the question about the the immigration thing, um, I don't know. I just think enough is enough. I mean, after so many people, I think we're busting at the seams. We kind of talked about this before, but I, I just feel like we have more than enough people here already. And enough is enough. So we have to figure out a way to um, either deter them or, um, you know, I just saw something on TV earlier. It was uh um, family, and they were stopped at the border. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had three or four um, police officers or so immigration officers, whatever you call them, there at the gate, like, okay, you can't come any further. So... Uh, I'm hoping they're not going to any drastic moves as far as shooting anybody, but I mean it's it's gonna get it's gonna get rough. So they need to figure out some type of medium somewhere. Where do they go? Maybe they could be placed somewhere temporarily until we figure things out or something. Um, because you know, I can't see them you know killing human beings. I can't see that.
2: Yeah, maybe they need like a lottery type thing. Where there's only a certain number of people who can come across the border at a designated period of time, whether it's each month or each year or however they figure that out, and you know communicate that to, to to people that are coming trying to come, and just say, "Hey, this is how it is. You know you can try to get in, get a number or something, and if your number is makes it through, then you get through." If you don't make that cut, I'm sorry. You got to go back or go elsewhere. You don't have to go back where you came from, but you're not going to get in. Right. Because at right. some point, That's I agree right, with right. you, Kettle. You can't just let yeah. everybody to come through because eventually resources are going to become very limited or non-existent.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the government—they got, they got people only coming good. across
2: the border with nothing but the clothes <laughs> on their back. You know, yeah. babies need food, pampers, women need products. You know, it's it's, it's a whole lot.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, sure understand, I
2: understand up. the desire, but, yeah, this got to yeah. be figured out. Yeah. What you say, Papadini?
3: Well,
1: um, my take on it goes in a lot of different directions, you know, because... What I don't like is I just, I think that um, I'm trying to figure out why we're being led to believe that the only people that's trying to get over in this country or get in this country are coming from certain areas, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not buying that, you know, because there's a lot of people in the world In the world it's tough to to have an American dream but we seem to focus on the southern border, which is Texas and, and Phoenix and Arkansas and mm-hmm. all this stuff, you know, the, the edge areas, you know, whatever whoever holds a border going over into, you know, out of the country. But it's usually, you know, Hispanic people of some nature and all that. And, and on a couple of thoughts, I would say that it's sad because it seems like the people that are coming over now that that's on the southern border are people from generations that are really far removed from the generations that are here now, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now everybody you hear on TV that wins any kind of award, Oscar, Grammy, you know, Emmy, you know, oh. what's the first thing they say? My parents was immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. They won an Oscar. Oh, oh my God. No matter who they are, Asian, Spanish, whatever, you know, what what have, what have you. And there's, there's more people coming over here, much more people come over here than Spanish people from Guatemala. I'm not buying that shit because then you got the people that are coming in of Asian descent. They may be coming in by way of Hawaii and coming over through the California borders. But being they're Asian, they're able to manipulate and do what they got to do and yada, yada, yada. And you know what I mean? And nobody says anything about that. Nobody talks about the borders of California. It's always Texas. It's Texas borders. Maybe it's such a distraction. There's so much going on and like you said, the boy Abbott in the wheelchair, he's doing all kind of mess with that. So all the tensions going there. But everybody in Hollywood damn near, every actor, every singer of a, of a foreign descent always talks about how they're immigrants. Even people that are in older, sixties and seventies Saying, yeah, well, my parents were, well, we were all immigrants, immigrants. The word immigrants has been going on forever. Mm-hmm. So why do these new modern-day immigrants that are trying to come over here? Why doesn't people that came over here and became movie stars and singers and whatever they're doing, and they're fucking millionaires, how come you don't help your fellow people? You know? It seems like you question. don't give a shit about them, but your mama, but you'll get on TV winning your American Music Award and everything you win in, Oh, I'm just so thankful because I'm the child of an immigrant and my people came over here and now I'm a I'm a senator or I'm a fucking congressperson. But then you bitching about who's coming over here when your mother came over the same fucking way fifty years ago.
2: There
3: it
1: is. So what's the difference? What is the difference? Is it that these younger people now are more radical and you don't want to be bothered? It's almost like black people when it comes to a level of, you know, poor blacks. Or homeless blacks. I mean, they're still black, but, you know, it's like, oh, they're lower income and they're this and that. and they're So let's not trust them. But, well, shit, you got some middle class people that are, that are effed up. So all I'm saying in a nutshell is that I don't think anybody should forget that these people coming over in 2023 came over for the same reason those jokers came over in 1975 and 65 and 45 for the American freedom. It is. Know, they may be a little more radical, but, shit, they got the same thing in mind, and nobody's giving them a break.
2: Well, I just think the government has to get a grip on this because instead of them fighting each other, which I think is part of the problem, you got the, the two sides of the house fighting each other, and they're not really focusing on what can we do to fix this or make it better or streamline it or something they're too busy fighting each other. You know, the Republicans want things to be the way they are, and the Democrats want it to be the way they think. And in the process, you still have immigrants trying to get across the they don't care because they're rich.
0: They're that's rich. what
2: I'm saying. They're too busy fighting each other. They're not really focusing on, like, policy. Make a decision. Do something that's going to be beneficial. Uh, anywho. All right. Well, that was just a little something on Title 42 and immigration. <laughs> it's a hot mess, i tell you that.
1: Yeah, it really is.
2: All right, Kettle, I'm going to kick it back over to you. You ready to uh, go over the rundown yes, for tonight? I... Yes, I am, It's Red Wine. What kind of red wine are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Messy
3: beaucoup. Oh, Proceed. Okay. Merci beaucoup. okay. All right, um, we're going to start with in-focus. Um, Trump appeals jury sexual abuse and defamation verdict. Also, George Santos, Santos pleads not guilty to federal charges. Okay. And deadly shooting in Fairfax, Virginia. I talked to of the week. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, our weird news. We do have to lighten it up tonight. There's a lot going on. and goats. It's on the loose in New Jersey. Also, Mookie bet, Avoid theme hotels said to be haunted,
4: and a man
3: rescues from woods after sex game goes ari. I'm just saying with red wine, your moral compass is broken. Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss and list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. Hey,
1: this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday nights live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show, and don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'.
2: Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem, and I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the Cocktail of the Week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood Wrap Up along
3: with Weird News, and don't forget we've got the Kiss List. That's for the people
2: who get on our last
1: nerves and who want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party.
2: Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1.
1: Now let's get back to the show.
2: Hey, what happened to the snack tray? Or the bartender? Does he want to see my
1: slippers? I'll call the room service. All right, welcome back to the town by your one who was Papa DMU with Kettle.
2: Hello.
1: And red wine.
2: Bonsoir, darling. All righty. It's time to focus. It's time for in focus. All right, Kettle. You are in the first position tonight. What you got going okay. on? I'm gonna get these interns because I can't stay at this one. <laughs> but anyway, you have
3: to talk about. Them. Um, Mr. Forty Five, he appeals the jury's sexual abuse and defamation first, um, with the E. Jean Carroll lawsuit. So I only want to say he's a former president. Uh, he's appearing in New York City jury verdict awarding five million dollars for magazine columnist after the jurors concluded that Trump had sexually abused her in the 1990s and defamed her last October. Wow. The notice was signed by Trump's attorney, who said after Tuesday's verdict that he believed there were multiple strong grounds for appeal. The nine-person jury concluded um, after less than three hours of deliberation that Carol had failed to prove it was more likely than not that Trump had raped her in the dressing room of a um, Bur- Burdolph and um, Goodman store in the early spring of 96, but it did not find that she had been sexually abused. Hmm, okay. Um, okay, it, like it was like just going back and forth. And the notice of appeal filed for the lower court on Thursday with Judge Lewis Kaplan. <laughs> presided over the trial, Trump's lawyers wrote that notice is hereby given that uh, defendant uh, Trump appears to the Second Circuit. As for a comment, no comment. Okay. Um, Judge Katherine has been overturned once already in Carroll versus Trump. We are confident it will be twice after this appeal is heard. So wait a minute. So is she... I don't know, I'm kinda of confused on this. Is she gonna get the five million dollars? Or by the time he appeals, she he may not have to pay. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, he's
1: stalling. He yeah, he's yeah. stalling for Because he don't never going to pay anything, no bills or anything. So he's he's really sure. stalling. He's trying to put it on the back burner and trying to make sure it, you know. The time elapsed and everything, and you know, when he's got plenty of money, he wants to well pay to pay the stuff and, and get it over with. You know, how, how are you holding all these different bubbles and stuff? That, oh, all these cases, you, damn, I'm eradicating some of them. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't mm. explain his accent. I don't think she's if gonna anything see his he, time of that money. I don't think so. If anything, he should he should.
3: She should win maybe the defamation case because um, this last uh, sentence of this article says she first publicly disclosed her experience in 2019 memoir while Trump was president. She said his public response was so harsh that it spoiled her reputation, cost her a 27-year job with Elle magazine, and subjected her to mean social media attacks from his phones. So if anything... Give her $2 million and let her go on down the road for defamation. Because you done f shit up. Excuse my language, but, Mm -hmm. you know, you may not, because it doesn't sound like that the sexual um, part was um, actually, um, you know, uh, confirmed that it happened. Like, you know, it wasn't proven, should I say. To me, it doesn't sound like it. But um, go ahead and give her half of
2: it and let it go on down the road. See, that would mean he would have to, or it would be presumed that there is a level of guilt, and of course he doesn't want that, so he's he's gonna fight that thing all the way to the end.
3: Super nail. Mm
2: Wow! I hope she wasn't counting on that money. I'd be shocked if it actually happened.
0: But you know what?
2: I'm glad that she at least won the case because once again this is telling his followers and believers and all of that, that this man is not who you think he is. Why do you keep looking past his aggressions and just giving him a pass? You know, they got the man on audio talking about how he grabs the crotch on women and he can do this and they don't mind and all of this kind of stuff. I mean, the man has already shown you who he is, but yet these, these Trump lovers, they still will support him. They will still vote for him. They will still send him money. I honestly don't understand it. I just feel like when somebody is showing you that they are, I'll just say not a good person. I'll put it that way. Why would you keep on throwing your support behind somebody who has shown you that they don't care about you? They don't care about other people? They are a liar. They are self-centered, egotistical, misogynistic. I mean, all the negative adjectives you can throw. And yet people still say, I'll send you some money. I'll vote for you. What is wrong with our civilization that we can get behind an individual like this? I mean, to me, at this point, it's not even about him. It's about somebody like him. How do you support somebody like him? I just don't get
1: it. Yeah, it's pretty scary.
2: I mean, are people just being that dense?
1: Yeah, pretty much they are.
2: Just like a sheep led to the slaughter? Because mm-hmm. the sheep will follow the crew, even if it's going to their death. If everybody's going that mm-hmm. way, they just go right along. It's the nature of a sheep. Is that what we've yeah, become as one. a civilization? We're just sheep?
3: I think, I think those people you're talking about, they're one and the same. They they follow the same ideology that he does, the same BS that he does and talk the same language. So you know, we always say we don't understand what the heck he's talking about. Those same people, they know what he's talking about. Because they have a particular language, you know. So that's how I see it.
4: So no
3: they can break
2: the code. They see between mm-hmm. the lines.
3: So the yeah, same
2: you folks said it. Are the ones that are sitting by, going like me, like what is happening? Right, you hmm. Yep, crazy. <laughs>
3: well, that's frightening.
2: That is frightening.
3: Mm-hmm. I All right, it is.
2: Well, we'll see what happens next. Well, speaking of liars, George Santos back in the news homeboy from New York or wherever, nobody really knows because the man lies so much. I don't know where he's really from, but he pleaded guilt, not guilty to 13 federal charges, including fraud and money laundering, but yet he's a representative from the state of New York. Um, these allegations and all, and, or the charges include allegations of fraud related to COVID nineteen, unemployment benefits, misusing campaign funds and lying about his personal finances on house house of um you know, the house disclosure reports. There's certain information that when you when you run for a, a Senate or a representative position, they wanna be able to look at your stuff and see what did you spend, how much money did you raise and all that kind of stuff. He lied on that. So he was released on a $500,000 bond, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York, and he's been ordered to surrender his passport, and he's going to need permission to travel outside of Washington, D.C., and New York, and Long Island, because he actually represents Long Island. So he appeared in federal court in Long Island on Wednesday of this week, and he was charged on seven counts of wire fraud three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. So my question is, why is this man still holding his office? I don't understand why, why Congress didn't take some kind of measure, even if it meant passing a whole new bill, to get somebody like him out of office. I don't get it. So all of these charges are, you know, just adding new uncertainty around his political future because he's a freshman in Congress. He just got there. But he brought all this baggage with him from stuff he did. Um, what island was that? Somewhere in the Caribbean. He had some deal going on that was false. and it, The man just got a lot of baggage. So between all his lies and fabrications, I mean, I'm sure everybody remembers how he lied about his mother where she was from. He lied about his education. He lied about previous jobs he's held. The man is nothing but a walking fabrication of bullcrap. But yet, he's still in the House of Representatives. I just feel like they need to do something about it. So anyway, you know, New York is the ones that are bringing the charges and uh, he said Wednesday that he's not going to resign from his seat, and he plans to seek reelection next year. Now there are people from the district that he represents in Long Island that are calling for him to just resign, <laughs> but he's talking about, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm planning for my reelection campaign. Yeah, he sure did. He said this was all just a witch hunt, so now he's starting to mimic Trump. So. Oh, You know, we'll see what happens, but I just feel like how, how much more are you going to be allowed to get away with between the deceit, the lies, the crookedness, the misrepresentation, the stealing and redirecting funds that weren't yours, and he used campaign funds for his own personal stuff. He was buying clothing and, you know, I don't know, entertainment stuff and whatnot, not. But you can't do that. That is illegal to do that with campaign funds. You raise money for your campaign, that's what the money should be used for. Now, I guess he figured, well, I had to look good for my campaign when I'm out talking to my constituents, and that's why I needed new clothes. So maybe that's how he justified that kind of stuff. But anyway, I'm putting him on the kiss it list. I've been sick of him since day one, and now I'm really sick of him. So, George Santos, so, you're on the kitchen list. So when does um, this court thing start? Uh, I don't know. This happened on, uh, it was either Wednesday. I think this happened on Wednesday when he was ordered to give up the passport and released on the $500,000 bond. So mm-hmm. I don't know if if he's got to go back again. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, he better not
2: run. Well, he can't because he he gave him his passport, you said. Mm. Yeah, they got his passport, but that doesn't mean he can't go somewhere within the continental U.S. He's lying. Anyway, that's that's that on that one. I'm done with him.
0: Mm.
2: All right, Papa Didi, over to you. (laughs) What's your uh, in focus for tonight?
1: Well, how that boy's surviving, I don't even know.
2: I don't know. He must be like a cat with nine lives and... One extra one. To no, fit. they
1: just want their Republican seat in Congress so bad they don't really care. They wouldn't care if a chimpanzee was sitting <laughs> in the seat. Anyway, I, I gotta read this story here. This is a story that really caught me this week, uh this was this was a uh uh they claimed that this police officer was fighting for his life in uh, in Virginia, Fairfax County. it happened the other day. Yesterday I believe. Um, the gist of the story that they're given, based on the assailant being dead, you know, because when it when when it's a dead man involved, you can say what you want to say, because nobody's speaking on his behalf, you know. Sure. So they claim that he stole a U-Haul truck, and uh, the cop noticed that he. I guess there must have been a bolo out for the truck, and I guess the license plates uh, matched it. So the cop told the guy to come over for questioning. He was going to talk to him about the stolen vehicle. And they claimed the guy bum-rushed the cop car and they were fighting in the, in the cop car in the front seat.
2: He got in the front seat. They
1: were fight- not not in the front. They were leaning over. The driver oh. door was open and they were fighting inside on the seat, on the front seat of the, of the car and the cop was able to grab the radio and they said he's got my gun, he's got my gun. So once that happened, you know, over in Virginia, all hell broke out. Cops came from everywhere. Now, when the cops arrived and they approached the car where the person was being, uh, that was fighting with the cop and allegedly was getting his gun, one cop shot in there a couple of times and hit the guy with a couple of bullets in the car. He fell out the cop, he fell out the car. And when he fell out of the car, a, another cop came along and shot him a couple more times.
0: Mm.
1: Now, I'm trying to figure out. What the hell is that about? Now, this happened in Virginia, happened in the Alexandria, as they say, portion of Fairfax County. Now we know Fairfax County, you know, their their Caucasian persuasion is very high, you know, but this being down in the Alexandria area of it, as they say, I don't know where it's exactly located, but in any event. For you to shoot a person, sure, he took the cop's gun. I'm not downplaying that at all. If that's in fact what happened, the cop probably, the cop was by himself at the time what happened. So I guess he had to say the worst thing he could say to get them to come as soon as they could come. But when they came, they lit this guy up. And he died right there at the scene. Now, the one thing they didn't release was the man's race. His color, you know? Which is strange because... I just think they don't want nothing to pop off on this, being the fact that somebody else shot him again a couple times. And, and, you know, they control the narrative, you know. The police control the narrative because once they put the yellow tape up, anything they want to say about that tape, no matter what kind of film they got, because remember, if film don't have audio, then it's only giving you 50% of the story, Mm -hmm. you know. So, anyway, this guy was shot, I guess, a total of, When I saw the video, and it was a video that they weren't showing directly but indirectly because you would hear the shots, and it sounded like about five shots from the first officer. Then the other cop, when he said, when the guy fell out of the car, shot him two more times. Now I'm taking it that he's black because it seems like whenever black people are pulled over or, or apprehended or what have you, you know, death always has to be the, you know, the norm. You know, but when you think back to Buffalo, New York, when those nine people were killed in that supermarket, they brought this white guy out in handcuffs.
0: Hey, so now, it? how
1: do you kill nine people in a supermarket, a small supermarket, and then they go in the supermarket after you and they apprehend him, and he's coming out with shorts on, a little blood coming out of his leg, but he's, you know, he's,
5: but he was he's got on
1: handcuffs and he's alive after killing nine black people in the store. Now, why is it that when it's a white person doing a shooting, they they tend to spare their lives? But whenever it's a black person in a situation, it's almost killing is like the, you know, the plan of the day. And I can go back and talk about all the young black people that have been killed in, in police situations and all, and it's just, it's just an atrocity. And I can understand, they came along and that guy was doing this, and... And they had to do what they had to do to save the cop's life and what have you. But once he was out of the ground, out of the car with no weapon, and they said that the weapon he allegedly took from the cop was never fired. Mm -hmm. was never fired. But why did the other cop come along and shoot him two more times? I I don't understand. And it seemed like when it comes to people of color, the order of the day is dead. You know, you get stepped and pulled over and whatever, all of a sudden dead, dead. And when you talk about why they were stopped from the very beginning, this guy had a stolen U-Haul truck and went into the cop fighting the cop, and they backed up in reverse crashed. It happened in the McDonald's parking lot, if you see it on the news. It happened in, you know, Fairfax, Virginia. But it was just so ironic because this man was just shot so many times. Did he not go down or something? Or, And when the other cop came along with his trigger-happy self and threw a couple more bullets was that to say that, you know, I'm going to make sure my partner gets home tonight? And I appreciate that. But nine bullets in his ass. I don't understand what, uh, you know, but maybe I'm taking it too personal. But, uh, you know, this this is this – is, and then the police chief, his name is uh, Kevin Davis, the police chief of Fairfax County. He comes on and he's telling the story like he was there and he knows everything that went down. Then the assailant came in and did this, and he did that, and there's something I've never seen before where they were both fighting on the front seat of a marked police car, blah, 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 blah. Well, when you say something that you've never seen before, that's because you've never seen it before, but everything is bound to happen in most of the strangest ways, you know. And but for this, I just think a police chief should get the facts first before you start telling the story like you was there because you wasn't. You know, police chiefs don't go riding out with them. All you're saying is what your officers told you, you know. So you really don't know what happened for real, for real. And they're speaking just to cover their butts on on something. But, I mean, but look out for the story. And we'll keep an eye on the story and see if anybody picks it up or anybody uh, talks about it. It's Fairfax County. And the one thing they did not mention in this story was the race of the assailant because I don't know where they want the attention to fall, but that's the one thing they did not. They kept saying the man, the man, the man. You say black man any other damn time,
0: yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. Anytime it's a black person, a black man that does anything, that's the first thing that comes out over the radio. When when the Karens call in about something or somebody in the apartment complex, they don't think he lives there. There's a black man in the lobby at the mailboxes, ba ba blah, ba Mm-hmm. You know, and during my segment, I'm gonna talk about something happened to me today, personally, in a parking lot waiting for somebody, and um, you know, but but it's just so sad, you know, and just that whole situation with Virginia. And I was in a, in the Navy years ago in Virginia, and and the same thing used to happen to me up in Little Creek area of uh, Virginia, and Ocean View Beach, Virginia Beach. That whole situation, just like um, what's the guy's name, Uh Pharrell, oh yeah, the singer, yeah, he's from Virginia yeah, Beach, and he he had yeah. his concert, oh, yeah. he had his concert in D.C. because he didn't want to deal yeah. with that Virginia yeah. Beach crap, you know, because right. it's just right. just a mess. I mean, for anybody to right. to move to Virginia is just to me, I and I I was down there. I ain't gonna say my age, but I was in Virginia Beach in the Navy years and years ago. And, and it hasn't changed. The same old cops with the same old story and the same old mm. crap. And it's like black people like just some kind of insect. They just got to eradicate. But, mm. but yeah, be on the lookout for that story in Fairfax County with the cop, you know, shooting this guy. So.
2: Yeah, I saw mm. that on the news, but I agree with what yeah. you said. They didn't say.
1: Who was the guy, what he no. look
2: like, or anything. They just left it generic.
1: Because whenever, you know, it seems like it was probably a person of color, because whenever that happens, it seems like the mission of the day is, is death. I mean, wouldn't they'll take their own kind out in handcuffs, just like the guy on a train in New York. Who got oh, the guy in his chokehold. Choke yeah. Right. He's strangling the hell out of him. You can't say we were holding him until the police. Thank goodness they finally apprehended him as far as, you know, indicting him on something. But you can't say we're holding him until the police got there. Well, somebody take off a belt and tie him to a pole. But to sit up there and strangle the guy, he was homeless. He said he was hungry and tired. So he doesn't have that much strength. He's a skinny guy. He used to be a Michael Jackson impersonator. So now you got a 130-pound guy by the neck. Like I said, we're not going to elaborate on that story, I'm talking about that story, but it's just all connected. Anyway.
2: Yeah, that one wasn't
1: We'll get off that soapbox. Yeah, let's take
3: a little CC, but if anybody have any questions or comments, want to join the conversation, hit us up tonight, 914 so 803
2: Press one to get in the queue. Um, press one. Can we take a little CC before I come back with the cocktail. All right, we'll do that. And on the other side of the break is Kettle with the cocktail of the week. Wee, wee, Rouge. This is Red Wine. And if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit headlines, what's poppin' with Papaditi, weird news, and I'm just saying with me, Living for the city with Papaditi, and the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle. The cocktail of the week, my favorite and the world-famous kiss-it list, and, of course, The Last word. We serve it up every week on A Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306, or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at A Pajama Party,
1: All right, welcome back to the John Party. When your host
2: Papa D D M with kettle. Hello.
1: And red wine.
2: From Swai, darling. And it is time now for the cocktail of the week, 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 with kettle. <laughs> All right. What are you sipping tonight, kettle? Well, I got a good one tonight,
3: and it's gin based and grapefruit. One of your favorites, Papa? Grapefruit.
0: Yeah, that was um, my thing.
3: Yeah, because of Mother's Day uh, this weekend coming up, this is called the Mother's Ruin Punch. So we're going to make a punch. All these ingredients, is going to make a big bowl of punch, not just one big old glass. Uh, so this is called the Mother's Ruin Punch. Uh, one, uh, I'm sorry, half a cup of granulated sugar, three, four cups of chilled club soda, one and a half cups of gin of your choice, bomb based fat far, my preference. One and a half cups of fresh grapefruit juice plus three thinly sliced grapefruit wheels for garnish. Uh, three fourths cups of fresh uh lemon juice, 3 fourths cups of uh sweet vermouth, two and a quarter cups of chilled champagne or sparkling wine and ice of course, we need that. So in a large pitcher, Stir the uh, sugar with the club soda until dissolved. Stir in the gin, grapefruit, and lemon juices, and, of course, the sweet vermouth. And refrigerate um, until chill, so chill about an hour. And then we're going to transfer it into a punch bowl, large punch bowl. Gently stir in the champagne and float the grapefruit wheels on top and serve over ice. And so mm. collapse. and that is the mother's ruined punch. I'm not sure why they call it that,
2: <laughs> but um, I don't know. Pretty good. Maybe it ruins you after you drink it. I don't know. <laughs> <proud of> so. <laughs> that's the mother's ruined punch. Okay, we got you. Got you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kettle, with You're the right. cocktail of the week, as always. Appreciate it. And we're going to shift it over to Papaditi, question of the night. What's popping?
1: What's popping? i tell you, you know, talking that a little bit in that other segment concerning the uh, situation of I don't think that white officers are really capable of killing their own kind. You know, I don't think that it's in their heart. You know, but it seemed like, you know, with the, with the talk and the gossip and everything, that, not gossip, but the talk and the, the reputation that's been put on black people through the years, that I think that we have been, especially black men, you know, we're we we we're prone to be called troublemakers and all this jazz. And I guess you can't really realize it unless you walk in some black shoes. You know, it's, it's a personal thing. It's really a black man's thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't think people say, I know you feel. No, no, you're not. If you're not a black man, you definitely don't know how the fuck I feel. You really don't. You know, with the things that we deal with every day, every single day. I was waiting for a friend of mine today. Uh, I was going to give him a ride from work so he wouldn't have to use Uber. I was in the neighborhood where he got off. And I was in the back. He was going to come out of the back of the store he worked in. And I'm sitting back there for a minute, and um, I was sitting outside of the back of a a Chinese store, or it was sort of a I guess a Chinese store you can call it, and I'm sitting out there and I'm waiting on him and one guy came out there to, to smoke a cigarette one one Chinese guys that worked there as a cook, I guess, so so he goes back in and close the door, and then a couple minutes later um, another person, two other people came out of the same Chinese store, and they're sitting there watching me, and I'm at the back of the store I'm not even in I'm not even up against the store. I'm way in the back parking lot, you know, like the back of Walmart and places like that where you come in the store through the back entrance and all that. And I'm back there, and I'm just sitting there, you know, my head back waiting for a person to come out right next door to the Chinese store. All of a sudden, I look up in a little, you know, strip mall patrol car rolls through there, and he stops. He asked me, what am I doing? I said, I'm waiting for a gentleman." And, to come out of the store. He said, yeah, well, somebody called and said you were back there. And I hadn't I hadn't been back there. Wow. I hadn't been back there five minutes, and I mean it. I have not. From the time that that Asian guy came out of that store, and I, like I said, I wasn't nowhere near the store, and that was the back door, which is an alarm door, and it's a brick flat brick wall. You know, sometimes you don't even know what's behind those doors, where they're closed in the back of a strip mall. And I'm not even up against it. I'm way on the other side of those, parking area and apparently they called the patrol people on me and the guy I said I'm waiting for the jump in fact he knew the guy that I was picking up I said the guy that works in this store here he said oh, yeah yeah I know him you ain't know him and the guy pulls off but what got me is that these Asian guys got so paranoid now you're behind a security door that closes from the inside that has no knob on the outside now okay <laughs> it's only an exit door from the inside of the store so you're paranoid as shit about me, like I'm about to, you know, break bad up in the place or what? And I wasn't even up against the store. I was up a little further, and and for the patrolman to come up, I'm saying myself, I pulled around to the front of the store, and the gentleman I was waiting for, he came out and said, "Yo, man, where you at?" I said, "Man, I left from back there." I said, "I was a marked man back there. <laughs> I was back there five minutes. All of a sudden, I was I was being surveillance." So I went around to the front of the store, and as I pulled off with him in the car, I said, man, look, you told me you are going to be ready by the time I came back in that area because you wanted to leave out the back door. Next time, have your ass ready when I get back there like you said you was because you put me in a fucking situation. I'm not sitting back there 10 minutes waiting for you in an area that soon somebody see a black man, I'm like the catch of the day. You know, fuck that. You know what I mean? My life ain't nowhere near that lifestyle. I don't like to be accused of something I'm not doing. and But it just goes to show you that everybody looks at us like, and Asians just got a bill where, you know, they want to be protected and you can't, you know, they have the anti-Asian law. And, but fuck, they look at us and they think that we just out for, you know, it's just, it was just a crazy experience. I just wanted to share that, you know, to show that, like I said, in T-Walk in a black man's shoes, shit, you don't even know. I'm going to leave it at that.
2: Wow. That was Are they call the one? Yeah,
0: I'm like, wow.
2: Anybody got time for that bull? Mm-hmm. All, All right. I'm here for a black man.
1: Mm, you know it's it. been hard, honey. It's been hard.
2: <laughs> you say this has always been hard. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back on the other side of the break with the weird news on the Pajama Party
5: Show. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306, And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text. Email them or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306. If they just want to listen, or press one if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show. While I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe, I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that.
1: Right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa I'm D. D. kettle.
2: Hello. The red one. Bumswa, darling. And I did find the belt for my robe. Y'all think you're funny, (laughs) but I got it. Um, Okay. It's time for the weird news. You know, we always bring you the weird news every week, and we got three more crazy weird news stories for you. So I'm going to jump in first. I think I'm first. Yeah, I'm going to jump in first. And I've got one about a peeping peeping Tom, but a peeping goat that's on the moose in Chatham Township in New Jersey. The police in Chatham Township, New Jersey are looking for an unusual perpetrator who's been seen peeping into people's houses. And it turns out it's a peeping goat. The Chatham Town police are actively searching for the peeping goat that has been seen throughout the township, according to police. The goat appears to be armed only with its horns, and he peers in the people's homes. Police are advising people not to take the law in your own hands by trying to apprehend the peeping goat. They say that uh, it, it doesn't belong to the local Creekside farm, but they think they know who the owner of the peeping goat is. The goat has been seen wandering around the township, showing up at people's doors and looking into their homes, looking through windows. Residents responding to the police notice about the peeping goat are basically amused. They were posting comments like, so this goat is officially on the lam, and if the farm is not the owner, can't say who I turned this kid into. Another person said, a Chatham goat, I hope a cop on the bleat locates him. And the last resident posted, this is a bad situation. Bad, bad situation.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So
2: that's what's happening with the peeping goat up in Chatham Township, New Jersey.
3: Oh, wow. Hopefully they'll
2: catch So
3: people you know, know. So know whose goat that it is, but they're not talking.
2: Well, the police said they know Well, they think they know who the goat belongs to, but they haven't been able to catch him. He just goes <laughs> around peeping in people's houses. Wow. Mm-hmm. Peeping goats. Okay. I tell He's you, freaky, go, comes in, freaky comes in all kinds of shapes and sizes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, gosh. All right, mm. that was my weird news. Uh, Papa Didi, you're up next? What's your this weird is,
1: news? Um, uh, this is about Mookie Betts, surprisingly. He's a fantastic ball player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And said he avoided staying in the uh, in the team hotel. said it was haunted. Oh. So the Dodgers star, Mookie Betts, had heard booze before, but uh, not from ghosts. He wanted to stay away. So when the Los Angeles uh, baseball team pulled up in Milwaukee for a three-day stay against the Milwaukee Brewers, which is going to last until Wednesday, Best refused to stay in the uh, the, the so-called haunted uh, hotel. It's called the Pfizer Hotel. Mm. So him and some pals they bunked at an Airbnb just in case the claims sure. are legit. And they said the whole the whole uh, the whole league talks about this hotel is being haunted. You know, some players say when they sleep at night they hear footsteps and all kind of things. And so I'm trying to figure out how um, these baseball players that make all this money how do they get reduced to this hotel? Is just is a, a – um,
2: That must be where the team stays when they go Yeah, there. but it
1: must be because usually they stay in some of the best hotels. But he's saying the different players uh, through the years have reported, you know, people like Bryce Harper, you know, who used to be a, a Washington National. Washington National, yeah, yeah. now he's with the Phillies. You know, he said that oh. he, he heard footsteps. He said his clothes were moved from one side – his clothes and table was moved to another side of the room when he woke up the next morning. What? And he said nobody admitted to the prank, so he said that place must have ghosts in there. And different other players, this guy um, from the Texas Ranger, Michael Young, he said he kept hearing footprints until he just sat on the side of the beard and kept telling the ghosts, if you're here, reveal yourself. Then he said the noise has stopped. So. That's okay. Crazy. Yeah, it's
3: crazy.
1: Oh. It's called the uh, – I want no ghost revealing
3: themselves. No, thank you. If you want to pull up, it's uh-uh. called the
1: Fist- Fister
3: P.S.
1: I-S-T-E-R Hotel. P-F-I-S-T-E-R Hotel. And it's located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They say it's haunted. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Oh, thank you. Anything running yeah. around in there, they can stay there. I know that's right. It's, it sounds like that uh, TV series Ghost. <laughs> yeah. So, Papa Didi, would you, you stay out. there at that hotel?
1: Not at all. I wouldn't even... <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out how a baseball team was... Reduced to. It must like be that. a
2: really nice hotel. Yeah, it must I be guess. nice
1: put. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, sure ain't, ain't yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's real yeah. decent. Them players don't be staying nowhere. No.
2: Hey, Kettle, would you
3: mm-hmm. stay there? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> maybe maybe the land is haunted, and then once they put the um hotel on that land, um, yeah, the ghosts like we're not going nowhere. You know, we just going
2: to continue to be. Here, so.
1: Could have been built over top of Yeah, cemetery. Could be.
2: yeah it could be. Some kind of burial yeah. site or something. Well, yeah, yeah I think, something. okay, we all agree. We're going to pass on the Pfister Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so when the end, what was Hello. that again, Milwaukee? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, so if you're in Milwaukee, find yourself yeah. a Hyatt or Hilton or a W or something at the Pfister.
1: <laughs> Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Holiday
2: Inn Express. That'll work. All right, Kelly, you're up next. Uh, what's your um, weird news?
3: Thing? Milwaukee to Berlin. Uh, German police said a 51-year-old man who was left hot up in the woods when a sex game went wrong had a lucky escape after a cyclist and a hunter heard his scream. My God. Uh, the police said the man was discovered fully dressed but um, firmly bound with ropes and a pantyhose over his head atop a deer hunting platform near the town. Um, burger. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, my God. The police said the man appeared to have been tied up by a woman he met online. After she had done so, the woman received a phone call and fled the woods suddenly, leaving the man behind in a helpless state. The fifty one year old officer said that uh he had a box covered on him for such situations but seemed to have um unmistaken the woman's bondage skills because he was unable to uh, reach the knife. The man was unarmed and refused to provide information about the woman's identity. Police had opened an investigation
4: of her <laughs> on
3: suspicion of failure to render assistance and a possible uh Deprivation of liberty. Okay, I've never heard those charges, but okay, they find it. That's what they're gonna charge you with. Interesting, interesting, interesting. The things they do in Berlin. Hmm. That's my
2: wow. I I don't I don't even know what to say. How you let somebody <laughs> tie you up and put pantyhose on your head, and then she hey. <laughs> she was bounced out, and now he about to
3: get
2: tied up. He thought it was
0: cute. It was like
2: that. It was a street thing. They
3: were hearing to get their groove on. But my yeah, but how much sex was, was he getting?
2: If it, but he was tied up fully dressed, you said. I think it was a so, She got a phone call, so she's like, pew, I'm out of here. <laughs> and she just
3: left him tied up with mm-hmm. pantyhose on his head. That uh, okay. I, I would be so That would be so That would be so crazy. Mm. With
1: that big chicken sitting in the yeah. cartoon. I'll say when
2: you gotta go, you gotta yeah, go. Yeah, when you gotta go. All right. <laughs> I'm going to put her on the kiss-it list. I'm going to call okay. her the sex, sex game lady. Put there her on go. the kiss-it list. Because that was some bull. Like, how you going to be playing around and then you're going to leave the dude tied up and he can't get loose and now he's out there looking crazy hollering for help? Come on now. Well,
3: she was a prostitute.
2: Well, he, you said he met her where, online?
3: Online, yeah. So
2: why would you trust somebody like that? I mean, you know, I
3: mean, I mean, you can, but I mean, I, there's no in-between. You don't know how long they've known each other, yada, 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 you know. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll
2: so, give you that, but I'm just saying that's still messed up. I yeah, mean, unless somebody I, called her and said, your house is on fire, come now. To me, otherwise, there's no excuse. You could have at least cut the dude loose and then told him, look, we have to play this game later. I got (laughs) to go. I mean, that's just my take. I just feel like she was very rude to leave him tied up like that. That's not right. Got him out there all tied up looking crazy. Anyway, that's why it's the weird news. What can we say? All right, Kelly, that wraps up the weird news. Uh, let's see. We're going to take a take a break, and then we're coming back with what? I'm just saying. you. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, some things on the other side of the break. We'll be right back.
5: It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com, click the banner, and you can join us online, or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you, so pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the pajama party crew and more of the pajama party. That better not be my robe.
1: All right, welcome back to the John party. I want to hear Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle.
3: Hello
2: red wine bonsoir darling how you doing
1: all right red wine uh what's uh you're just saying what you what you saying tonight
2: you know what tonight i'm just saying your moral compass as people call it your moral compass got to be broken because there's a problem there's a real problem now as you know i'm always on Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida because he's always doing some crazy that crap stuff but this time I'm like dude what moral compass are y'all trying to refer to if you can do stuff like this so Florida, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill Senate Bill 1580 that they call it protections of medical conscience okay first of all how you gonna decide how you pass a bill to protect somebody's conscience? I mean, how do you define what is somebody's conscience? You know, people have a conscience that tells them right from wrong in a whole lot of different degrees. But they passed this bill yesterday and what this bill fifteen eighty does is it allows Florida health care providers and insurance companies to refuse services based on their morals. Their ethical or religious beliefs. Now that's a problem. And to me I thought the EEO which is the Equal Opportunity whatever the O stands for, what that was supposed to protect everybody from the federal perspective but they just passed this bill in Florida to protect the medical conscience. So what it boils down to is if a medical professional, a doctor nurse you know, health aid, whatever, if they feel like somebody who's in need of service somehow offends their moral compass, they can now turn down service. So, and you know Florida is all about the anti-woke, anti-gay, anti-black, anti-anything that's not white like the snow. So to come up with this crap, this is now giving them the legal permission to turn down anybody who is basically not like them. So any doctor, if you come in there and you're transgender and the doctor says, oh, you know what, this transgender lifestyle is offensive to my moral compass. So therefore, I can't treat you. I'm not going to treat you. And the law goes even further for this bill to say, and you can't be sued. So they're going to protect you from being sued. They even included insurance companies. So if an insurance company decides, oh, you're gay, we don't want to insure you. Oh, you're, you know, transgender, we don't want to insure you. Or you're bi-whatever, and we don't want to insure you. And this is giving them the legal right in the state of Florida to do that. I don't understand how are they going to circumvent federal laws that says this is illegal. But they're calling it conscience-based objection. So you can turn somebody down based on your religious beliefs, your moral beliefs, your ethical beliefs. And I'm trying to understand, like, if you're supposed to be doing something like you're a medical professional, if somebody needs medical attention, how are you going to judge this person based on your beliefs? Nobody says you got to live like they do or act like they do or believe like they do. But what has that got to do with your role as an insurer or a medical professional? How are you going to judge? This is judging. You're going to judge somebody because they're living a lifestyle different from yours or their religious belief is different from yours. This is some craziness. (laughs) I don't understand how Florida got away with this. It should be completely illegal, but DeSantis signed the law because that's how he rolls. I'm just saying, you know, this is giving people too much opportunity to let their uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not bigot, but yeah, being a bigot or Just being able to judge somebody based on how you feel about stuff. If their lifestyle is not your lifestyle, what's that got to do with if somebody has a bleeding ulcer or, you know, some other medical situation going on, and you're going to assess this person and decide, oh, no, you're one of those folks. My moral compass just won't allow me to treat you. You got to go somewhere else. How many people are going to die as a result of this, of them being allowed to break the law like that. I just, all I'm saying is that I personally will never live in the state of Florida because this kind of stuff, to me, goes back to Roe versus Wade. Once that got shut down by this idiotic Supreme Court and they decided, oh, we're going to go back to telling people or women what they can and cannot do with their body. It was just a matter of time before those type of relaxations of the law allowed people to get into this. We've already seen bakers, uh, bakeries who refuse to do cakes for gay weddings. We've seen companies who won't, you know, allow people to buy clothing if you have a different lifestyle or different religion, you know, Buddhist or whatever it is. And now in Florida, they're basically saying, oh, it's... Open, what do you call that? Open, you know, open season. Now everybody can live out all of their isms and say, oh, you're protected by the law. You can do whatever you want. If that's offensive to your beliefs or your so-called moral compass, go for it. Because now you've got a law to protect you. And the other half of the law says you can't be sued for it. All I'm saying is if you down here in Florida... And you get sick and you don't look like these lily white, anti-woke, whatever they are, you better watch yourself because this moral compass stuff is crazy. Their moral compass is clearly broken or totally non-existent, one of the two. I'm just saying, this is Red Wine. You better watch yourself down there in Florida because Florida is tripping. DeSantis is a problem.
3: Wow, that was a good one. Anyway, I, I just right. don't understand.
2: They, they tripping. Yeah, I don't either. How? <laughs> I mean, how, how do you circumvent federal law? Federal law says you should not be able to discriminate against anybody based on color, race, creed, sexual orientation, mm-hmm. gender, disability. All of that is covered under federal guidelines. And now they just said, oh, we're going to step over top of that because this is Florida. I'm like, man, that might as well be the wild, wild west. Okay, and I'm out. I'm making their own laws, that's all. Yeah.
3: And if you can't abide by them. I mean, you know what, I hate to say it, but I think this this is my opinion. The, the catalyst was uh, Trayvon Martin. And Uh-oh. when that guy got off of standing ground, it, it just opened a whole can of worms, and Florida just went to, <laughs> to shit. I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but
0: yeah,
3: yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to live down there. Ever since I, you know, we talked about that Trayvon Martin and that guy getting off, I, I don't want to live in a state like that. No, Mm-mm.
2: no, thank you. Yeah, nope. they can have it. Say my, I mean, you got Disney my, and all that crap but I I could Mm. not take up residence in a state Mm. that passes laws like that. Because it doesn't Mm. even matter whether it affects me personally. The fact is Mm. that because they passed that law, that's a problem. So it's not about, I don't even see it as, well, you know, if it affects me, then it's a problem. It's a problem anyway. Because now you're doing Mm. people wrong.
3: Right.
2: And they're, they're doing it under the guise of, because of their moral compass. What moral compass? Mm. This is just an excuse mm. to treat people wrongly. Yeah, well, just
3: uh, continuing to do the, um, I hate to say it, but the white supremacist thing. I mean, it's just crazy.
2: Yeah, well, clearly white supremacy is alive and kicking in Florida. For sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Well, we're going to keep it moving. Where are we going? We taking a break? Or are you ready, Papa Didi? You want to hit Living for the City, or we want to take I'm a break? Oh, Papa Didi says he's ready. All right. Why it's it? time, for, time for Papa Didi and Living for the City. What's happening in the city, Papa?
1: It's mean, a lot. I mean, what you touched on is very really interesting, Uh you know, Ryan DeSantis and the other guy, what's the other boy in New York, the uh, congressman?
2: Oh, yeah, what's George Santos.
1: George Santos, he's lying through his teeth. And everybody's acting all all, all fearless, you know? You know, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to run for election again. All I'm learning, they, they're trying to carry that whole Donald Trump sassiness. But that, that doesn't, you know, other people's attitudes, like Donald Trump's attitude isn't gonna fly on everybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you got a mean ass brother, you can't be mean like your brother. I mean, your brother's just a mean ass, you know what I mean? That's in your brother's DNA. So you want to act like your brother, be mean like him? No, because deep down inside, you could be a punk motherfucker, you know what I mean? And your brother's got the mean, he got the venom in him naturally, which is Donald Trump. He's got natural venom. Trump just don't care. Donald Donald Trump's situation is more mental than anything, you know. He's got this belief. He's been around a lot of years, you know, Mm -hmm. jockeying people and running stuff and in charge of this, casinos in Atlantic City, all kinds of stuff. You know, he's touched bases on everything, all kind of hotels and buildings and wives and, he ran the, the beauty pageants, and, you know, this man had been, in the whole time he'd done it, he always had a bunch of yes people around him. And is showing up now with his lawyer who's testifying against him, you know, because he went to jail for Donald Trump just to show you how loyal he was to that jerk-off. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to, in the indictment that just happened recently, he's got to speak at Donald Trump's trial that's going to be coming up for different <laughs> things they're charging him for. So and now he has been busted to pay this lady five million dollars for her reputation and things like that on the civil suit and he's like, Ah, I ain't paying that, Ah, nah, nah. that's been his attitude his whole life. And I told you before, if you know white men and that's what we have to break the world down into, we have to we have to break the world down into color and gender. You can't blend, you know what I mean? Once you blend, you're going to miss the boat because there's nothing like a white man, okay? If you want to check out the white man, look at the Reagan years, okay? From 1980 to 1988, they didn't give a shit about nothing. They were running the world. Between 1980 and 1988, the white man was running the world, okay? That was his time. They didn't give a shit about nothing. They ran everything. And their 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 motto was, the one with the most toys wins. And that's how white men are now. The one with the most toys wins. So Who's got the biggest car, the most money, always are the ones in charge. And that's what Trump has, has has geared himself to be. But see, Trump's money is illusional money. You know what I mean? He ain't that's got right. that fucking money. He ain't got Michael Jordan money. He ain't got Tyler Perry money. You know what I mean? He ain't got Oprah Winfrey money. He ain't got Beyonce and Jay-Z money. He got Donald Trump money, which is just a bunch of bullshit. A bunch of t- tall hotels, hype, hoopla. People that got real money don't even talk about it. You know what I mean? They don't talk about it because it's not, even in, it's not even liquidated. It's all in stock options and Swiss bank accounts and all kind of shit. It's spread out all over the place. But but getting off the subject of this, man, I want to go back to uh, also, where are they now? Um, Kettle jumped on something earlier to quote my attention when she talked about um, the gentleman in Florida was killed. Um, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Right. That was the catalyst of a lot of things, you know. Just like the catalyst of the Civil Rights Movement that put it in high gear was uh, Emmett Till, you know. That situation, and that girl went to her grave knowing she lied and admitted she lied a couple of years before she died, you know? Sure did. Now, all of a sudden, but getting back to Trayvon Martin, the question is, where are they now? Where is George Zimmerman now? All that stuff with the trial and everything and the guy holding up a piece of fucking cement in a, in a, in a courtroom, like, that was some type of evidence, and we actually fell for that shit. It was almost as sad as the girl that got away with killing her daughter. Remember that woman back in the day in Florida? Remember, one, remember the, the girl who, uh, they found her daughter in the marsh, and she was always out partying and everything. Remember the cute little daughter, and she was on Jean the. John uh, that one?
2: No,
1: no, no, no.
2: Not that one. No, that okay. one, you
1: may not know it. But he she got off on that particular thing also for killing her. It didn't really kill her, but her daughter was found in the marsh dead. And that, that lawyer representing her, she got away with it. She kind of faded away since then, but she got away with it also. Remember the lady who does the, the stuff at night? She was the commentator at night, sort of like a uh, Anderson Cooper type of woman. Remember that lady that was on there all the time? with Nancy? This country? Yeah,
2: Nancy. Nancy, um,
1: Man, Nancy was big on that story with that woman getting they, killed. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's off. The, we're not going to focus on that. But what I'm saying is, like, where are they now? You know, where is the cop? Where are the cops that killed these different people? You know, what are they doing now? You know, like Sandra Bland, oh. the sister that was, you know, telling off that, that one officer. Mm-hmm. And telling what you going to do? Well, remember, she's outside the car. What yeah. you going to do? Then all of a sudden, she gets back to the cell, and now they said she killed herself. I mean, because you could shoot poison between somebody's toes. And then the thing about it, in them towns, the coroner got to be in on it. Mm-hmm. If the cop can call the coroner and say what he's going to do, and he's down with it, then it's a done deal. All you got to do is get the coroner to sign off on the shit. So Sandra Bland, may she rest in peace. She was a bad motherfucker. She told that cop off. But my question is, where is that cop at today? He was never indicted. They, they just said to us he killed herself in the cell, which is bullshit. She just got a job there in Texas. Mm-hmm. That woman was full of life, and all of a sudden she was dead. You know? And the other brother, Michael, that was killed in uh, Missouri.
2: Michael Gray?
1: No. I forget his last name, but when he was killed, laid in the street.
2: Michael Brown. Michael
1: Brown, laid in the Mm -hmm. street for three hours with a tarp over top of him. The little young, the, the, the young, the cop who was like maybe five feet tall that shot him when he said he drew for his gun. And then, where's that cop at now? You know, where's George Zimmerman now? Where's the cop that was arguing with Sandra Bland? Where are these people now? What, what is your life like? Being the fact you were so tough and had all this power to initiate some shit that made somebody die, what are you doing now? Where did they all move to, like Montana? Where did they go, Wyoming? Where do all these white cops go that kill people unlawfully and they get kicked off the force or whatever? But where, I, there's some place that they all go. Like Earth when and Fry said, where have all the flowers gone? Mm. You know what I mean? That's a good question. I mean, it's just, where are they? And it's so interesting because I know there's a place for them because white folks stick together. Where's the one that was in the OJ trial? Uh, Furman. Remember him?
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: detective? You ever called anybody, call anybody a nigger? And oh, what was his yeah. name? Mark Furman, I think oh, his name? Yeah, was. that was it. Mark, Mark, Mark Furman. Where's Mark Furman at today? All these disgraceful white people that have been vicious in their lives and done vicious shit. And the same with Trump. All these guys are going along with Trump, the, the governor of Florida, the congressman in New York, they're lying through his damn teeth to get in office. He became a con How do you lie and become a fucking congressman? Damn, I'm in the wrong profession. I can lie pretty good. What the fuck am I doing? You know what I'm saying? This man lied his ass off and became a congressman. Either the people who voted for him were just as stupid a fuck as he was, Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whatever maneuver he pulled. And now he sits up there in Congress with a staff, works in the Capitol building. What the hell? And we got the nerve to be stopping immigrants from coming across the fucking border? Mm. And we got bullshit people like that right here in America? Oh my God. Anyway, I'm believing it death. I'm believing
3: oh. it. I'm believing
1: that. Ooh. I'm deep, deep, deep in the city deep.
3: tonight. I'm believing that. Like, I'm believing that. That's some
1: good stuff to think about. That's that's a good one. Let good some one. Of immigrants. Yeah. Let some immigrants over here. That's why they want to keep the immigrants away because they don't want no new thought process. They want, they think they got the blacks in perspective. The Asians are in, in the Asian area. Let's protect them from the blacks. Let's keep everybody, let's, let's put the gay people in their area. Like, you can't strategize all that shit because people can do, no. pe- babies are born every fucking minute of every day.
2: And people going to merge and everybody, overlap exactly. And all Exactly. So everybody congregates
1: and talks and and all this shit. Yeah. Now gonna
2: Segregation keep... is not going to work. I'm telling
1: you, right now, Florida is going to pop like a fucking helium balloon. It really is. It's going to pop. Because you can't control all that. How many people try to control their wife or control their relationship or control their husband and control? Shit, how long that shit lasts? Anyway, it. <laughs> let's give it up.
2: Uh, I admit it. All right. Well, thank you for that, Papa Didi.
3: Uh, let's wow. see.
0: Oh,
2: I agree.
3: That
2: was a good. And mm. I tell you it's just when you when you mention about how they get away with it. Like how do they just get away with this stuff? People like Santos and Trump and yeah, all how that. how do
1: he become a congressman if you lied about your finances, lied him? About... Then he said his mother was an immigrant and his father they were in 9/11. All these different tragedies of the world, you made everybody have this sympathy for you, and all that shit was a
2: lie. All of it.
1: And you became a fucking congressman. I don't believe it. Damn, at least become a manager at 7-Eleven or some shit.
2: That M-M man told so many lies, it is just beyond belief. <sighs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Ooh. All right. What are you uh, going to do? Yeah, you're right. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Kettle.
0: Mm -hmm. And the Hollywood
2: wrap-up. She's going to give us the lowdown on everything happening in the entertainment
4: world on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the sound and dial 914 803-4306, that's 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party, so call us now. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com. And click the listen live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling?
1: Hi, right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. When he was Papa Didi, I'm here with
3: Kettle. Hello.
2: And red wine. Bonsoir, darling, darling.
0: <whistles>
2: Ooh. Uh-oh, Papa D warming up. It's time for Cattle and the Hollywood Wrap
1: Up. You ready? Yeah.
2: All right, Papa Dee
1: Hollywood, ba, 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 Hollywood, take yeah. it away, Kettle. take it away.
2: Woo!
3: All right, sit back, relax, and get this Hollywood Wrap Up tonight um, for you, General Hospital Hospital fans. Unfortunately, Jacqueline Ziegman. She played Bobby Spencer for over 45 years on General Hospital. Um, she leaves behind a lasting legacy for her Emmy-nominated portrayal of bad girl turned heroine and will always be remembered for her kind heart and radiant spirit. Uh, she played Bobby Spencer for 45 years on General Hospital. She was uh, uh, battling a short battle with cancer. Um, that's what her um, family uh has confirmed, she was seventy years old. Wow! And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, that's a long time—forty-five years playing Bobby mm-hmm. Spencer. It's, yeah. it's crazy that's
2: that's unheard. Right? Of you can
3: right? You can watch um the soaps and then come back about two years later and still the same people, still doing the same stuff. <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. just interesting. It catch uh, up on it one day. Yeah, I'll condone with you, though. Um, Also, an update on Jamie Fox. He's He's been out of the hospital for weeks. Um, you know, people have been speculating uh, what they think might have happened with him, but they still didn't tell what his condition was. But she's like, my dad has been out of the hospital for weeks since his uh, daughter on Instagram uh, recuperating. In fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. And she thanks everyone for their prayers and support. But still, his condition has not been um, disclosed. So
0: um,
3: I, don't know. I guess we'll wait and see what happens. I'm quite sure his closest friends, they probably know um, you know, what the deal is. Um, also, Johnny Depp, haven't heard his name in a while. Um, Depp and Dior Savage, his cologne fragrance, they have extended a pack that is said to be three years and worth more than $20 million. Kudos to you. I guess he's recouping the money that uh, I guess he had to dish out to um, what ex-wife, I guess. Um, That's not a bad deal. uh, Your crazy self, Johnny Depp. I still like this. (laughs) I still like
2: this. Um, Yeah, he's a wild boy.
3: He's a wild boy. Um, also, Tasha Smith, I haven't heard her in the news uh, for a while. She's going to replace Teresa Randall in Bad Boys um, franchise. Um, actress and director Tasha Smith will join the Bad Boys franchise alongside Will Smith and Martin Morris in the upcoming fourth installment of uh, Bad Boys. Um, news of the movie's recasting came um, a very concerning video shared by Hollywood, unlocked from Instagram, of um, the actress uh, Randall uh, sitting in a walker while speaking with locals on the street. The actress appeared smaller than what most fans remembered, wearing a Disneyland sweater, plaid pants, green baseball cap, and blue disposable gloves. So. Wow. They're not sure what's going on with her, some mental health issues or what. They're not sure, but Tasha Smith will replace her. Um, You know, this actress, she played um, uh, uh, Martin Lawrence's um, wife um, for the um, uh, previous uh, three um, banquets. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to weave Tasha Smith in here.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Did you say that yeah. uh, Teresa Randall was spotted living on the street? Because I did read uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, she was one played his wife, years. you
0: said.
1: Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, she played in that movie called A uh, Girl Six or something like that. Oh, was that her? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That was one of her yeah. first movies,
3: I believe. Yeah, with uh, yeah.
2: Spike Lee's movie. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that um, she's also, out there pushing a cart on the street.
3: Oh, wow. I don't know. Like I said, I think it's a mental health issue going on. But, I mean, you know,
2: we could be wrong.
3: I mean, but, you know, from what they saw, you know, they said, okay, Gertz will scratch her. Also, Whoopi Goldberg, she's going to release a comic featuring a menopausal superhero. The graphic novel is available for pre-order. The EGOT winner Whoopi has teamed up with Dark Horse Comics for new comics featuring a superhero with generational twists. Hmm, interesting.
0: Okay. I know
3: Whoopi got a lot going on, and she uh, continues to surprise me. So um, a new superhero, a menopausal superhero. Okay, that's interesting. That's funny. Why not? Um, yeah, why not? What the hell? Also, um, J-Lo um, has a new movie out on Netflix called Mother. Um, she's an assassin. While fleeing from a dangerous uh assassin, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter. She left earlier in her life. That don't sound too good. <laughs> so yeah. she fled and she left her daughter. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. But um, yeah. Um, Omar hard work, he's in it. Um Joseph Vines and uh, a few other actors in it. So uh, I can't, I can't wait to see it. Just to see J Lo on the screen again. I like her movies. I like the yeah, better movies. I think. Yeah, he's
4: yeah, a great actor. Yeah, I think so. Right.
3: Um, of course, we can't um, forget our uh, Beyonce. Beyonce kicks off her Renaissance World Tour in Sweden. Well, girlfriend, get them coins. During the sold-out show, Beyonce performed for nearly three hours, including various songs from her seventh studio album, Renaissance, in addition to several of her classic hits, of course. Um, and the dancers, boy, they were on point. Um, They're showing it a lot on Instagram and Facebook as well. So um, you don't even have to pay for a ticket. Just watch them on net. So. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Jay-Z has detailed his plans to open a casino in New York City, Fame Times Square. The rapper is hoping to open an entertainment venue in the heart of Manhattan through this company, Rock Nation's partnership with gambling giant Caesar's Palace. And he's bidding against a number of other groups who all hope to secure a covenant gaming license for the city. Kudos to him. See what's
2: going on yeah. yep. All right Oh That's don't fine. forget about the I'm sorry was that the last one? one Oh yes All right well I was going to say Don't forget about the Prince Highway That was dedicated this week To my baby daddy Prince They dedicated a five oh. mile I mean a seven mile stretch of Highway Five in Chanhassen. Mm-hmm. Uh, They mm-hmm. renamed it to Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway. Okay. Good you. Shout out to Chan right. There you go. You know, that bill was signed with purple ink when they wrote uh, the signatures on the approval. And the oh, highway boy. signs <laughs> on that highway are going to be in purple. Right. Oh, so, Sounds like a road trip. We got to go to Manhattan, Chan Hassan to go see right. the highway.
1: That's what's up. That's
2: so what's up. I'm excited about it. It's
1: 20 minutes from Minneapolis.
2: Yep. Hop, skip, and a jump. Mall of America is there. You can go shop.
1: Been there. Done All kind
2: of unique stores there. It's a lovely place.
1: Be lovely place.
2: Just lovely. All right. Well, that was it. I thought it was something else in the Hollywood news but I don't remember it now, so all right. We're gonna go on down to the world famous kiss it list. And Papa Didi, could you please explain to people what the kiss it list is so we can all be on the same page.
1: These are people that showed their butt hiney over the last week or two or every day. <laughs> people that are the permanent fixtures on the kiss it list are uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Governor DeSantos mm-hmm. Donald Trump Your boy uh, which your boy from New York Congressman
2: Oh boy You say Santos Which one from I'm New from York
1: I'm from The other one Oh
2: that's Florida No oh George Santos George
1: Santos Yeah, yeah Those that, that basketball team I tell you Them five people Are just
2: it's Functional
1: They're a mess
2: uh, Also we got The sex game lady that left that man tied up in the woods with the pantyhose on his head, and she said she had a phone call. That that was some bogus bullcrap. If you are gonna play games like that, you gotta see it through. You tied can't him leave up, nobody the pantyhose up. on
1: his head. Said I gotta go. I gotta see what people say when they got. I gotta take this. I
2: gotta take this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna put that peep and goat on there too. Peeping goat is on the kiss it list tonight. Man, you can't be going around peeping in people's windows like that. How how can a goat be a pervert already?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Somebody trained that goat or somebody abused that goat, and now he runs around peeping in people's houses. That's not right.
1: And those employees of that Chinese store, those Asians that came out and called the cops on me for waiting for somebody to come out of the store. Thought i they yeah. thought I was casing the store. Really, give me a break.
2: That's a Karen move. You sitting out there minding your business.
1: Well, I tell you, and they then just, they
2: start peeping. Like, what's they he They just doing? passed
1: a law oh, to out. protect agents. I think we need protection for ass Hey,
2: because
1: if I go in the store and ask for some shrimp fried rice and say the wrong shit, they all over my ass. And they bring out the. Let's say I order some shrimp fried rice and they bring out shrimp egg pouillon mm.
4: you say you. You say shrimp fried rice. You say. Woo, 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 woo.
1: How many times you went off on your ass like that? You made a simple mistake or they made a simple mistake, and they They, they rammed their ass up your ass like nothing and just keep it moving. We need protection from them mugs. Mm. Anyway.
2: And also I want to add all of the people who voted on that bill, I think it was 1580 in Florida, to now make discrimination.